0: Bell is Wrong. Welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality. I, of course, am Josh Wazowskis. I'm joined this week by Jamie Love taker How are you, Jamie? I'm good. And you may notice that this is not the weekend. It is, in fact, a Monday. The best lay plans is all I can say about that. Some stuff came up this weekend. So we're here on a Monday, and because we're here on a Monday this week, and also because I was able, thanks to StreamYard, to start running the in-ring reality YouTube channel as a YouTube channel again, where I'm able to review each show the next day after they go on the air, I kind of decided to move away from the blow-by-blow recap of every show. Like, I might do that a little bit more when Justin's here, or if we have a third guest. But in this case, I think for the podcast today, we're just going to be talking about the bigger stories that broke this week. And just sort of our bigger takeaways. And if you want those blow-by-blow blow reviews, you can just subscribe to Endring Reality on YouTube. And so I wanted to start this week, Jamie, by talking about a story that when it broke, I was it was somewhat believable to me. Because... House shows have not been as profitable as they've been in recent years. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I thought, I don't know what source in WWE is telling WrestleTalk this. I don't know why they would believe this to be the case. But this doesn't make any sense at all to me about the possibility of WWE moving away from house shows because house shows are so integral to the way they do business and the way they maintain their income. So what, what is your feeling about all of
1: this? I, I could see them having less house shows, but not getting rid of it. I mean, it would be great to lessen things, to have like fresh, you know, storylines and things, and for the well-being of the wrestlers. But also at the same time, I'm like, but that's why they're suffering right now, because they don't have the live shows and the house shows. That's how they make their money. I could see them maybe lessening some or not having as many because they've had as many as like, you know, two a day. So I understand that kind of more towards like leading up to WrestleMania, like January to April, where they have a house show every day and twice a day. Cause that would be a special time of the year. And maybe, you know, other times of the year when there's not much going on, they don't have as many. I could see that, but I can't see them not having house shows. And I'm, not taking anything to wrestle talk because I know you're big on them and you like to help them out and stuff. And they have great opinions as well. But a source, I could say that too. I have a source here that said this. Anybody can say they have a source. You know, what? So they, another source they called, not them, but another person who had a source, their source name was John. John is literally such a generic name. Was his last
0: name Smith, too? Yes, yes. My old takeaway from this was exactly what you said. If there is any grain of truth to the story, it would be just lessening the load, lightening the load, because it does make sense. Like, say you live in Connecticut. I live in Ohio. So say in the course of a week they were supposed to do three dates in that week between the two states. Like it makes much more sense to maybe just do two instead because that's less of a load on them and it doesn't stretch the town as far. Like how many times has there been times where you personally as a fan because you're able to go to Connecticut and New York so you're blessed with the opportunity to go to a lot of shows and there's been times before where you've actually missed the shows airing on tv to go to the shows live and in person
1: i missed raw to see smackdown basically what happened but also at the same time like let's say in a course of seven days they normally have i'm just making it up five house shows right maybe then they'll do half of that maybe instead of or maybe if they normally have you know i don't know six they will have three or instead of six, four, you know, like cutting the load a little bit. I really can't see them getting rid of house shows. They've had house shows since the beginning of that. And also at the same time, like to lessen the load would be wonders for some of, well, for the wrestlers, you know, their well being is more important, you know? But I think that it also is unfair to fans as well. Like, I'm not just saying that cause I'm spoiled with events. They're probably still gonna come here frequently and have house shows for certain shows. I think for certain places, because you can't, there's some of the places they go to that give them big money, especially when they come here to New York, how are you going to give up house shows to that? But also I want to, I think that um, I don't think they would give up completely because also on the other side of it, what about the fans there Are some fans like only get, maybe get once every three to four years? Or what about when they do tours and stuff? They're not going to do, they have to still do that. Because some of the tours can't happen on a Monday or a Friday because time zones. So they have to do house shows at some point. So I I think right now, we will not be having any house shows for a long time. For a long time, we will not have that. The first thing to come back will be live shows, but it'll probably be very, very little, you know, and it'll still be tapes, tape things. But as for house shows and everything going on right now, we won't be staying a live crowd for a long time. So we won't know anything until things can go back to normal, which might not be for until next year. We don't know. We don't know what's happening, happening tomorrow.
0: Exactly. We don't know what's happening tomorrow, let alone a month, two months, whatever from now. So I will 100% agree with you there. And, as you were saying, and I, I was going to reiterate, like, Dayton, where I live, I'm lucky if I get one show a year, whether it's SmackDown on TV or whether it's a house show. So they're still going to have to have house shows specifically for that youth reason because smaller cities can't always have the ability, whether it be transportation or money or whatever the reason, they don't have the ability to go to shows. So, yeah,
1: go ahead. I I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to add before I forgot. So I think that they will do, if there's any truth, like you were saying to this, I think that they will still have house shows. Just might not be as many, which is fine. You know, as long as every fan has the opportunity to go to an event, fine. I think for places like Connecticut and New York, they will still have multiple house shows. There's no way they would give up some of these big cities they go to and have no house shows. But I also think that I just wanna say I'm lucky enough to live in these area. So last year I didn't go to, to, I only went to two because you know, you can't afford stuff. Definitely not going to any shows this year probably because of, you know, the things that are going on. But I wanna say, I think it was 2017 and 18 or 18 in 2009. No, 2017 and 2018, 2017 I went to six shows. 2018 I went to six shows and there's still events that I did not go to that's six in a year that they came to the New York and Connecticut area there's tons of other events that are around here like Rhode Island and other there's t- so many parts in New York that they go to that I went to six six in a year for Connecticut and New York and that's not all the times they came here either so I'm like I think I think here we'll be able to still have that opportunity to go multiple times just making me spoil because the selfish part of me is like oh no they better not give it up i want to go to events multiple times a year i save up the money i would like to spend it but um i also am like the wrestlers also deserve their well-being is more important than anything but then i'm also like all the fans that you're watching out there you raz you deserve to be able to go to a show and you can't always do raw smackdowns and stuff exactly on a monday or a friday because stuff might not fall, the booking and everything. And on top of that, time zones, you have to have house shows for these fans. It's not fair. But which I think the, I, we don't know anything right now because of everything that's going on. But I don't think they would get rid of it completely. Go ahead from what you were saying.
0: I was just saying that more along the lines of what you were getting at is that the whether it be transportation or money, people don't always have a way to go to shows other than the house shows they get. So I think WWE will have to look at that in terms of, okay.
1: And I think their house shows are a bit cheaper than a live show. Yes.
0: Well, that that's the other element that I believe, because the other element that came out of this story that's extremely believable is that because of what's going on with the pandemic, that when shows start to ramp up again, whether it be wrestling shows, concerts, or whatever kind of live event it there's they're stories that arenas will be able to charge less just because they want to entice people to book shows. So in terms of them being able to charge less to book the event, the event runners, whether that be WWE or Carrie Underwood's management team or whatever it is, Will then be able to have cheaper prices, which will in turn give more fans an opportunity to go to shows. So I think it's just a win win situation as Jamie has to see what's going on with Wanda there. So I'll just carry the conversation for a few minutes more.
1: You yeah, I, d- the, I had my sorry to interrupt you. They, uh, she. The cat, my cat Wanda, wanted to leave the room and the door was closed. But anyways, go ahead, Rod.
0: Yes. So as I was saying, I just think that it's a win-win situation because if the prices get lowered, more people can afford to go to shows. So even if there's less shows, I think it'll sort of even itself out in terms of the money that they're making.
1: Yeah. I also, I don't think they would get rid of house shows because- the only reason why they're surviving now is because of television. That's what it is for a lot of shows and sports right now. I know there's other sports that are not on, but the ones that are, that's how they're surviving television. If they didn't have that, they would probably wouldn't be able to survive them. But the live shows, the live audience, whether it's house shows, just having a crowd there is what's keeping them Is what, where they make their most money. Same with, um, the house shows, that is what makes them the most money. Wasn't there news that, hold on mom, wasn't there news that the house shows were causing them, since they can't have it, that it was causing them to lose money because they didn't have the show? So why would they get rid of it then?
0: Yeah, that's that's why the news kind of contradicts itself quite a bit. But I also think that, I think it's just down to what we're saying. I think they're probably looking at this situation and going, okay. Maybe we don't need to have as many because we're seeing the toll that it's taking on wrestlers' careers. But I don't think that they're ending. It's just the way that I look at it.
1: They can't. They can't. That's what makes them money. Weren't we talking about the other day how this is hurting them financially not having the house show? So how could you get some... If that's hurting you not having them, why would you get rid of them completely? Yes. So it might be a matter of the news is somewhere in the middle where they might be just... You know, they're like, well, we can't have anything for a while now. So we just got to go with what we have right now. But maybe future plans will just not have as many. Or maybe they're planning when they first go back, when everything first goes back, that maybe the plan is really that they're not going to have house shows right away. It's only going to be live shows until things can go 100% back to normal. Because right now, when stuff does reopen, it's not going to be everything at once. Concerts and all of that are going to go very, very last. So it might be where, you know, you know, like restaurants start to open and then maybe in September they'll have schools and then everything will slowly start to open. So when it's WWE that now can open, they might go, okay, so we're not going to have a million people all at shows. We're not going to have millions of shows. We've been, all the wrestlers have been out and everyone's been out for so long and we don't want anyone to get the virus again so maybe maybe the truth to that is that when things go back to normal they're not going to have house shows right away they're going to start with live shows and then work up to maybe instead of having it three times they add maybe one or two house shows and then they move up from there maybe that's their plan that that they're not going to have they're not getting rid of it they're just not having house shows when they go back to normal it'll go slowly
0: yes yeah i 100 percent agree with you there so Moving on, another interesting story, and I just find this interesting. I don't know what the source is, or again, just like everything we talk about, any news is taken with a grain of salt because we're not there. We don't know the source. We don't We don't know anything that goes on backstage within the company. But I just think this is a really interesting story. So I wanted to get your take on it. Coming off of the Triple H 25th, anniversary celebration on SmackDown, where Vince was just absolutely hilarious. He, he was brilliant during that entire segment. Th- there's been a story that's going around that Vince is sort of, as the best he can, embrace this chaos, and he's just like, everything is a mess completely right now anyway. So I'm just going to have an effort it attitude. I'm just going to say screw it and I'm just going to go with the flow and just do whatever comes out and let whatever happens happen and not worry so much about the script. I think if all people, if Vince is taking that attitude, I think that's brilliant and I think it'll make the shows so much more fun and so much more unpredictable. Like we have no idea what's going to happen now and I love that if, now, that's, if that's true.
1: Oh, sorry. Um uh- even though this is a really crappy situation, it really is making everyone have to like think outside of the box and kind of... It really, really has to make them really, really, really try because they don't have their normal stuff. They don't have the crowd. They don't have the crowd to fall back on if something is not working. So now they can really think outside of the box. I like that too because it gives everyone more control and when wrestlers have all the all these ideas so in a time of crisis let them do their ideas and that'll just be more entertaining the stuff with triple h and sean was great, and then you know it was funny with um vince but it was so funny with triple h and sean and triple h has been such oh my gosh he's been so great during all this not that he's horrible before but He's been really funny during all of this. So and Triple H is definitely good sport. Good sport.
0: sport. Yes, he's definitely been a good sport. And he's definitely embraced the chaos and just like, okay, I'm gonna run with this. (laughs) And it's been great. But I didn't I forgot how funny Vince can be. Because he was generally funny in that segment. He was generally funny like the stuff he was saying about breaking the fourth wall calling Hunter his son-in-law calling Hunter by his actual given name of Paul like that stuff we never see and i just i really enjoyed that i really oh, yeah. enjoyed it
1: yep it was it was entertaining and all of the people that were calling him and just to see his career throughout the years it was just it was it was fun It was fun. It it was nice. It was nice to see, like, stuff from the past, even if, you know, some of it I wasn't born for or was, like, really, really little for. But it was definitely fun just to reminisce. And I know all of us probably go back and watch a lot of that, a lot of that from the past, especially now that there's there's nothing on.
0: Yeah, I'm sure network traffic is huge right now, which, you know, because what else are we going to do? Okay, so the the last thing, and then I'm just going to let you, for the rest of the show, I'm going to let you, you know, bring up whatever it is that you want to talk about. And then we'll just sort of wrap it up, you know, when we need to. But the last thing I really wanted to get your opinion on from this week is, you haven't had a chance to watch AEW, but obviously everyone knows who Chris Jericho is. One of the greatest... Wrestlers of all time My favorite male wrestler of all time His new role right now With everything going on Is he's actually acting as the color commentator For the AEW Dynamite tapings And he's just been brilliant at it He's been absolutely hilarious at it And he said that this is the most fun he's had In such a long time as a performer Because it's something new for him to do And Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho I mean, every time we see him, he's doing something different. His character changes and evolves. So it doesn't surprise me at all that he's having a blast doing commentary. And what I take away from this is Chris Jericho may never go away. He may decide, okay, my body can't do it in the ring anymore. But I'm just going to sit here and commentate now because I can have a blast doing it. So what's your takeaway from that? Does that surprise you at all?
1: Oh, I was going to say, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, Jer- Chris Jericho has amazing mic skills, so we, you could listen to him for days, just speaking. So I think that's wonderful that he's doing that and that he's having fun. I think wrestlers like Jericho and Taker will never go away. It's just they'll retire physically from the ring, but they'll always be there backstage, commentating. I I'm mean, not necessarily Taker, but you know what I mean? Like wrestlers like that will be always there, maybe training guys, maybe bouncing around. If you can hear that Wanda's trying to come into the into that. So as soon as I finish saying this, um as soon as I finish saying this, I'm going to go open the door. So if you can hear her, I apologize for that. She wants to come in the room. But I think that wrestlers like Jericho will always just be around. It's just they might not be in a main event role anymore or they might come on for surprises or they might do commentating. So Jericho and like Taker and stuff will always be around, I feel like, and they can do little things like that where they can always be there, but not take away from anybody, but also still be a part of the company so we can see them, but also not hurting themselves physically because, you know, every, they're kind of up there in age now. Exactly. Go ahead, go ahead so I can let the cast.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, just to agree with Jamie, I, I just think everything she said is, is exactly how I feel. It just longevifies their career, gives it longevity, is the word I was looking for there. Longevifies. What the heck kind of word is that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it just gives them so much longevity for their career and allows them to stay into it and and have a great time doing it. So it didn't surprise me at all because of who he is, but just based on his love for the business, it also doesn't surprise me. So even though you're not watching the product, I knew you would have something to say to that. So
1: Oh, and it's just hard to start things. I mean, now I could watch anything, but before I was busy with school and everything, so... I couldn't I couldn't even keep up with NXT. I can only keep up with Raw and SmackDown. But now that uh everything is uh on hold, I am just going I'm starting to catch up on NXT now. So I'm trying to catch up on other things as well, other shows. So that's why I'm not watching AEW. If you wanna watch both, watch both. If you wanna watch neither, that's on YouTube. If you wanna watch WWE and not AEW or the other way around, go for it. But I know there are people that people be out there, oh she doesn't watch AEW. So it's like not, I don't hate the product. I don't hate them, just not into it right now. And I can't. I couldn't watch it anyway.
0: Exactly. You know? Well, and it wasn't meant at all to be a slight at you. I just wanted people to know. No, I'm
1: talking about the people, the jerks that might say things. You, you, you know, what I'm talking about.
0: Yes. Yeah, I do. I do. But my whole point to bring it up Was just to say to people If we do, when we do have a third person here And we do go more in depth About the weekly shows And breaking down the shows In addition to my reviews on YouTube And Facebook For those of you listening to the audio version um, Make sure you go subscribe On YouTube or find me On Facebook at Joshua's Zelskis YT But I'll, When we do have the ability to do that, I just wanted to drive that point home so that if you ever are on a show when we are doing that and people are like, well, why isn't she really contributing much to the conversation? That's why. Just because you're not in a position right now to watch AEW. So that was my whole reason for bringing it up. But – we haven't quite hit the half-hour mark here yet, and normally we go an hour, so I would just like to, you know, just sort of freeform the conversation a little bit here and just, you know, let things go where they go. So what would you like to ask me about? What would you like to talk about right now?
1: I'm not sure. What else is going on in wrestling at the moment? Oh, you want to talk about the creepy fan?
0: Yes, we can do we that.
1: names because we don't want to give this person attention, but I don't remember the wrestler.
0: Carl Anderson.
1: No, no, it was no. I'm saying the tweet I sent you where I first found out about this fan. Like I knew that there was a known fan. I'm gonna put quote around fan because real fans do not do that. But I wanted to say that this fan is known for doing this and he does it all the time. So but I saw a tweet by this wrestler, was not by Carl Anderson. I sent sent you that message. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember right now off the top of my head who it was, but she was saying that this fan, you know, is the one that stalks wrestlers and gets their email address and demands pictures and things. And it's just like, uh, why would you do that? And there's another fan, I guess, that went to Carl Anderson's house. I think it was Carl Anderson.
0: Okay, well that's that's probably where I got confused. I'm not
1: sure if the person that is this if carl anderson stalker and that person who does that to all wrestlers was the same people wouldn't put it past somebody to do that but i'm sure there's other instances of fans going to wrestlers houses don't do that please don't do that i love you know my username is Daniel taker i would never go to any of their houses i would never go to his house I would never, I wouldn't go, I would have no reason to even go in the state that some of these people live in. I only go to them when they're here at an event or a VIP, and even then, I still ask them if I could take a picture, because because that's just, we're. I'm not like that. He's not like that. Most people that are watching this are not like that. I even no. ask, hi, can I have a separate picture of you? Because I took a picture with them, with my mom and me, and I asked hi, may I have a picture with you just by myself? And he goes, oh, sure. You know, and then I went, I went, thank you. And Ben goes, oh, no, no, thank you. Or, or Ember Moon and uh, who else? Bobby Lashley that I met in 2018 out of VIP. I went, thank you. And I said, they're like, oh, you're welcome. You know, I've, I've only seen wrestlers outside of wrestling once and, I waited until they were practically walking out of the restaurant. They were taking pictures in front of the tree because it was by Christmas, Christmas tree. And I went up to them and I said, hi, may I have a picture with you please? And they go, oh sure. Of course, Alexa and Anaya, Anaya is who I met, you know, they're both very nice anyways. And then when I, um, we were, we were, we took the picture. I turned to both of them and individually said, Thank you, Alexa. Thank you, Nia. And they said, oh, you're welcome. No problem. So, like, even at stuff you're supposed to take pictures, I still ask. And then you have creepy fans like that who are harassing them. You can send them pictures, but there's a designated address for fan mail only. And WWE has on their website where you could, I think you send it to the performance center. And they'll give it to the wrestlers when they're they're there. Like, there's designated stuff to send them. How can yeah. you go after their personal address and stuff that's just creepy and you make it so much harder for all of us to meet them?
0: You do. And you do. And it it also just If you call yourself a fan, like we talk about this all the time, whether it's this situation or whether it's people who only choose to follow one of the companies and become very toxic toward the other company, like we just talked about, you don't have the ability in your schedule to watch AEW right now, but you're not at all toxic toward AEW, you don't. Come down on people who watch AEW, but there are people who literally will say, Oh, you don't support AEW? Well, WWE sucks. Like that, that's not an attitude to have because it's supposed to be about the business. It's supposed to be about supporting this family that we have with them and appreciating who they are and what they give us, no matter. Where they work, like the best thing about AEW is simply that people have some place to go and work, because not everybody can work in WWE, and that should be what it's all about. But when people poison things by having that attitude, or they do things like, "Oh, I'm going to go to a wrestler's house and stalk them," like how can you even call yourself a fan? That that's what upsets me
1: so much. That's not being a a fan. That's not even being a person. You don't do that to anybody. Wrestler, your neighbor. Like You don't do that to somebody. And if you want to support AEW, go for it. If you don't, then don't. But I'm tired of the toxic fans being at war with one another or pinning AEW versus WWE or constantly being so disgusting towards WWE or AEW. Like whatever you want to like. And why are you adding more negativity to an already horrible crisis? The world has already very very negative so why would you add more to it and on top of it you have creepy fans why would you do that oh hello josh taylor
0: hello josh taylor
1: creepy don't don't stalk anybody don't be weird to wrestlers there if you want them to send them fan mail you can do that but there's designated places to do that also, a lot of them are starting to go on the streaming route, check their social media. Why don't you send a little blurb to them or make a video Raz did. Becky saw it. You never know. She did. Instead of writing, instead of writing, you can talk it. They're probably more likely to see that on here than, than, in, than a letter. But wrestlers do read your stuff and just might not always have time to reply. And they will send you stuff. It might not be tomorrow. It might be a couple months from now. But they're going to send you stuff. Please. I know I'm probably preaching to the choir. But there's stuff to send wrestlers to. And not their email address. Oh, so what we're talking about is there's this known fan. Not even a fan. That finds wrestlers' addresses and demands pictures from them to sign. You know how you can, like, write them a letter you know fan mounds and and things but instead of sending it to the appropriate address they are finding their personal addresses and this uh fan is is known to stalk wrestlers i don't know if he's banned from stuff i would assume so but a lot of wrestlers know about him and there was one instance i don't know if this is the same guy that did it but went to carl anderson's house at night or something and tried to go in there to get him to have an autograph And it's like, don't be creepy. There are appropriate ways to do that. Like I was talking about, Roz is not like that, I'm not like that, everyone that's watching is probably not like that. I myself even still ask wrestlers, at events that you're meant to take picture of them, I still ask them and I still say, thank you. That's how you do it. You are more likely to get more stuff out of them if you're nice. So even if, even just pretend, if you can't be nice, just pretend and send it their stuff to send appropriately to these wrestlers. Not their email address. That's just gross. Raz will talk about now how he was able to get a reply from Becky. She saw his video. You could do that. There's many ways to get their attentions. You could write an email, not an email, you could write a letter, and then when you get a chance to go to a VIP, or when you get to go close to them, hand them that letter. And Raz, go ahead, talk about um, how that time.
0: Becky said to you. Yeah, it was it was so unexpected because it's just something that I wanted to do. All the Deadlies, which for those of you that aren't huge Becky Lynch fans and don't know, her fan base adopted the name Deadlies because someone somewhere called her the deadliest performer of all time. And then she just found out about us calling ourselves the Deadlies and just ran with it and embraced it. And it's been like on her Twitter Bio and a banner It's been in her shirts and stuff Which is just great It's great that she just made it a thing Like she'll post like Deadly workout or Deadly this or deadly that But anyway um, All the deadlies were just deciding Because Becky just had her 365 days As Raw Women's Champion To make a video Or make a post With hashtag um 365 on it becky 365 and so i did one just because i wanted to document the day and i wanted to be like i want to i want to celebrate this day with becky because it's such a huge accomplishment and before i could even share it out like it wasn't even on all my platforms the only thing it was on was the private link that i made for her on my youtube channel and my personal instagram and the minute I posted it on that personal Instagram, she replied to it and said, thank you, bud, fist pump." So it, it just, I was so blown away by that because you never expect wrestlers to see your messages you send them. You do it because you appreciate them. And, and I just so happened to catch her online and, and I, I was emotional for the rest of the day, you know, crying happy tears. Jamie will tell you because of how much Becky means to me as a person. So you never know what can happen. And like, I have a letter that I'm sending her that Jamie's going to help me send. Jamie's working on a letter to AJ and Taker. So we're going to send those out. I mean, there are plenty of ways to get your favorite's attention and to tell them how much they mean to you by being a decent person. And the better you are to them, the better they are to you. And, you know, someone said to me, Now, I don't know. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just saying, don't be a freaking stalker. We were talking about this one fan that goes around stalking wrestlers. Don't be that fan. Don't do that. Also, AJ Styles sang happy birthday to me. I'm on his Discord page and because I'm always on there and because I'm always polite and things. He did that for me. So, and Taker one time liked my comment on something on Instagram. If you want their attention, you have to be nice. They will, if you are nice, of nice, even if you say thank you, they will do something back for you. So please do not stalk them. Please do not stalk them. Luckily, the wrestlers that were stalked, nothing bad happened. But this fan needs to be, like, banned from everything if he's not already. But I'm also eating dinner now. So, Raz, if you want to continue what you were saying, uh, or ended here because I'm going to uh, go down and eat dinner.
0: Yes. Well, we'll, we'll just go ahead and quickly end it here. I'll talk for like two more minutes and wrap it up. But yeah, the, the whole point that we're trying to drive home is just don't be a creepy idiot. I mean, and we could go on about this forever, but we can't because, uh, Jamie's food's ready. So thank you as always my friend for me and here, it's always a blast talking to you. Let everybody know where they can find you and how they can support your endeavors online.
1: Okay. So my Instagram, I have a fan page for AJ styles and undertaker. It's the phenomenal, phenomenal phenom. There's no the, so it's just phenomenal phenom on Instagram fan page. My main Instagram is Jamie loves undertaker. My Snapchat and my Twitter is Jamie Loves
0: Taker. There you go. And for me, of course, it's at Josh Rosalskis on Twitter, at Josh Rosalskis YT. On Facebook, Josh Rosowskis, at Josh Rosowskis on Instagram. And the Becky Lynch fan page is at Desley. Becky Lynch is the GOAT. And, of course, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, Make sure to subscribe on all your preferred podcast listening platforms. And if you're watching the video broadcast, whether it's live or on the replay, thank you for being here on YouTube and Facebook. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube as soon as you can. And when the the uh, video processes the replay, and with that, we're out. So as I always like to say, life is only as good as what you choose to make it to be. And Wanda's agreeing with my statement. So make the choice to go out and do something great today.